Tom President Biden may be surprised this Black Friday to find that he's still in a bind over the hostage crisis in Gaza. All week he has told Americans the end was in sight for an estimated 10 US citizens believed to be among the scores of people Hamas forced across the border into Gaza following their October the 7th attacks on Israel. But this morning via CNN came the first indication that today's news might not be as positive as the White House had hoped. Let's go to MJ Lee in Washington, who has some breaking news, MJ. Yeah, a U.S. official tells me that American citizens are not expected to be among the first group of hostages, the 13 uh, that are released uh, today. You can imagine the urgency here uh, as far as the U.S. government is concerned. Two hours later came confirmation that while 13 Israelis and 12 citizens of Thailand were about to be freed, the list did not include any Americans, not even Abigail Moore Edan, who is four years old today and will instead be spending her birthday in Hamas captivity. She was in her father's arms when both her parents were killed in last month's attacks. This is just coming into the I-24 news desk. This is, these are ambulances with, uh, these are the hostages are inside the ambulances. You see there's one, two, three already passing through. Here's four. There have been six caravans. They're on like... the way to Rafah. As the Israeli hostages headed towards safety in the hands of the Red Cross, they were at the beginning of a journey that would take them home via Egypt. And there on Israel's I-24 TV came surprise that the four-year-old American was not among them. Danny Ayalon is a former Israeli ambassador to the USA. We know that some of them have, I think like nine, have uh, American uh, citizenship, it's dual citizenship. So one would expect that uh, some with American uh, passports would be uh, released. All week long, President Biden was dogged by questions about the hostage negotiations at a cabinet meeting. We're now very close. Could bring uh, some of these home very soon. At a ceremony where he engaged in the traditional pardon of two turkeys ahead of yesterday's Thanksgiving holiday. Mr. President, is a hostage deal near? Yes. And yesterday in Nantucket, where the president was celebrating the holiday, he gave a fingers crossed sign when he was asked how soon the Americans would be reunited with their families. Now, attention will focus on the next round of hostage releases. It could come as early as the week. Weekend. But Republicans will assail President Biden for being too optimistic too early about the Americans in Hamas captivity. The White House even releasing this video earlier in the week featuring National Security Spokesman John Kirby. Today we wake up to good news. Thanks to President Biden's personal leadership and involvement, a deal now has been struck between Israel and Hamas to release more than 50 hostages that Hamas has been holding, all women and children. And in the next day or so, we'll start to see them be re reunited with their families. It is always dangerous to welcome something that hasn't happened yet. And it isn't only Republicans critical of the president. Congressman Dean Phillips of Minnesota is a Democrat trying to challenge Biden for the party's presidential nomination. I'm happy that some are being released, but every single American citizen should be part of that group. And if I were the American president, 
I would not agree to anything until every single one of them is released. His appearance on CNN there served as a reminder that he's made very little headway in his effort to unseat the president as the Democrats' presidential standard bearer. But Biden's approval rating is under fresh pressure, hitting new lows as young voters especially abandon him. A majority of Democrats tell pollsters Israel's military assault on Gaza has gone too far. And 70% of voters aged between 18 and 30 say they disapprove of the president's handling of the crisis. One prominent Democrat tried to push back on those poll findings, but former Congresswoman Jane Harman stumbled in this interview on MSNBC. I think this is a referendum by kids on whether they like Biden's uh, Israel-Hamas uh, policy. Kids don't vote. Uh, unfortunately, the turnout of, of that age group is around 20%. Older people vote. And the Talking poll about numbers 18 are very, to 34? Well, okay. 18 to 22. Okay. It's okay, fine. Or if you're President Biden, not so fine, actually. More troubling for the White House, a fresh batch of polling data showed that if a rematch of the 2020 presidential election was held today, Donald Trump would win it. For four straight years, I kept America safe. I kept Israel safe. I kept Ukraine safe. And I kept the whole world safe. And we will again as the 47th president of the United States. Trump took that message to the battleground state of Iowa last weekend. Later in the week, as the country was beginning to ponder all the things for which Americans give thanks, the frontrunner in what is not really at this point a race for the Republican nomination was instead contemplating all the things that tick him off. Like a jukebox of doom and despondency, he recorded a series of video messages, all on the same day, judging by the shirt and tie combination on display. For the first time, he linked America's deadly fentanyl epidemic to his false claims about the outcome of the last election. President Xi and I had a deal whereby China was going to criminalize, at the highest level, the death penalty. The manufacturing of fentanyl has to do it. The deal miraculously disappeared with our rigged presidential election of 2020. It's too bad. Many people have died because of that election. Many people have died. He groused about immigration. Massive caravans of people are headed our way through Mexico. Crooked Joe Biden has just no idea what to do about it. He fumed about what he insists are double standards at the Department of Justice. Wow. Fake news CNN through a leak from the Department of Injustice has just reported that no charges will be filed in the much bigger than mine, Crooked Joe Biden case. They go after me, but they don't go after him. We are living in a very corrupt country. But he also found time to hail the shock election win of far-right populist Javier Malay in Argentina. A very special congratulations to Javier Malay on a great race for president of Argentina. You will truly make Argentina great again. The success far-right leaders enjoyed this week in both Argentina and the Netherlands emboldens the Trump campaign. They think it's foreshadow of the former president's return to the White House. The country this week said farewell to a former resident of the White House, First Lady Rosalind Carter, who died on Sunday at the age of 96. 
looking back at her life puts into stark relief just how much America has changed in the half century since she served the country at Jimmy Carter's side. She sat next to him in cabinet meetings, represented him around the world and is widely described as the most influential first lady since Eleanor Roosevelt. It's hard to imagine the country tolerating a spouse that involved in the affairs of government today. Mrs Carter was a tireless advocate for improved mental health care, something she talked about in this appearance at the Carter Centre. When I first became involved, we knew very little about the brain or treatments. Almost everything has changed since then. Today, with our new knowledge of the brain, mental illnesses can be diagnosed, treated effectively, and the overwhelming majority of people can lead normal lives. The thing that hasn't changed is stigma. In fact, it is widely recognized that the mental health system in our country is in a crisis. This is heartbreaking to me. Alongside her husband, Rosalind Carter travelled the world for decades in their post-presidential life, trying to improve the condition of the underprivileged and the challenged. They were married for 77 years, longer than any other presidential couple in history. Tom, the Secret Service, not an organisation given to acts of cloying emotion, this week called her a treasure and a beacon of compassion.